Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Gotham City. I'm your host, Levi Rosman. This is a podcast where I talk to people who live in the chess world on the 64 squares and at times beyond them. But in this episode, we are staying within the chess world and we are speaking with international master Greg Shahadi. Not only is he an international master, uh, he is also the pioneer of a lot of things that you may know in the world of chess, like the Pro Chess League or the U.S. Chess School. Uh, he is a lifelong learner. He has recently vi- revamped a lot of his opening repertoire. We talk about that. Uh, we talk about getting into trivia as well. Uh, we talk about his OG status as a chess YouTuber before it was popular and a whole lot more. I hope you enjoy. I feel like we can start the podcast episode with exactly that. So I've, I've, I've started rolling and I, and I asked you about how do you feel about being in uh, following the episode with David Howell in it, and you said David Howell's a good guy, but he's friends with Lawrence Trent. So, I, I want, Greg, I have a question. Why are you not fighting Lawrence Trent? And for anybody yeah, who's- I have, a, I have a lot of things to say, but let's go back to David Howell. I think David Howell's a great guy. The, uh-huh. the, I was, before we go to the negative, I want to talk about some positive things. Okay. Um, I love the way he, he's just always positive. Uh, he's a great commentator, always has nice things to say about people. But then the question about Lawrence, why am I not fighting Lawrence? Yeah. Um, how did that, how did that happen? Like, listen, <laughs> I was approached about potentially fighting Lawrence, but I mean, in my mind, this is, this would be like the match of the century, you know, and everybody wants to see Lawrence get just like punished, like mm-hmm. knocked out. Right. And I was like, you know, like, I feel like I have to start demanding like Floyd May- Mayweather type uh, money for that. And right. it didn't seem like it was quite there. So yeah, one day I would love to to do that, but you know it's not something I could do for free. I mean that's going to be like the biggest chess boxing match in chess history. You think you would do better than Magnus versus Hikaru? But yeah, for sure. Wow. See, because I was going to say my... me, me versus Rosen would also be up there. So I I don't know. I feel like those are the big three. Yeah, but only one match is going to have somebody crying. Yeah. It's going to be me versus Eric, or no. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. How did this how did this rivalry start? Cuz you guys were talking some trash during the I am not a GM speech chess championship. How, how deep does this go? Cuz you're you're a little bit older than Lawrence, right? Isn't Lawrence hey, Here's what's Here's what's funny. I never even met the guy, right? Really? And, no, no. Well, actually, I have I have met him in person, but like we, he didn't know we didn't like exchange names or anything. We actually played a few blitz games like uh-huh. 12 years ago in London without he didn't even know who I was. I won, of course. Um, but like, I, I just remember hearing like talk through the grapevine that like he wanted to play me for a lot of money. I'm like, why does he want to play? Like, wh- wh- he doesn't even know me. Like, um, why is he like talking trash about me? It was like so weird. That's like demented. That's like, why me? What, what is it about him? A guy he's never met that he's like obsessed with playing. And so at some point, you know, this, these, these words and these rumors kept like growing and growing. And finally, somebody put us together. We had a few matches um, on Twitch. I won, of course. And this was before the chess.com thing? Or was that? Yeah, this is before okay. the chess.com one. Um, Got you. I don't want to talk about the last one so yeah, much. No, I mean, we... I can talk about it, but I, I already explained like what happened in that match many times. Um, what happened in that match? Did you just think you were gonna win? Is that I? I oh, actually, of course. Okay, oh. of course. I, I mean, like, I just woke up. I'm like, listen, I'm tired. I slept terrible. I haven't prepared at all. But like, I'm playing Lawrence, so whatever. 
<laughs> but second, the second thing was that I, I, I made it very clear, like Lawrence is like an interesting character, right? Like he, he kind of chirps a lot. People kind of like hating him or something. And if I just beat him every time, some people just, people just get bored of him. Like if I win 3-0. I see. So there is a part of me in the back of my head that's like, you know, it won't be that bad if he wins. Oh, and also it would have crushed his soul. That, that's why I let Eric win our match. I was, oh, yeah. yeah, that's why. Did, you were ahead 2-0? I was ahead uh, in the match. I was ahead every match we had played up until that point. I was won by a game or two, but that match. Every just, match you, oh, I feel like every match you play is like the closest match ever. Yeah, and it, it always has the same story. I get red hot early. And then yeah. I start getting confident or or nervous or a mix of the two. Mm -hmm. And then he gets back into the match because he's he's strong mentally and I'm not. So oh, yeah. he makes a comeback. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not oh. strong mentally at all. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> but, no, uh, but this is this is problematic because our match, I was ahead, and then you came back at the end. Yeah. You, so is I, that does that mean I'm weaker mentally than you? No. Just... I got lucky. I got lucky. Also, I think I'm just I'm better at bullet. You don't play you, are, you don't um, you don't play garbage time controls like bullet. So. I, I am bad at bullet, but um, it, I yes we we can we can talk about that. I wanted to ask you. Obviously, I asked Sam Shanklin this because Sam prepared a lot of young players when he was preparing for me. You yeah. and I we've never played over the board. We've barely played online. But like when you were preparing for me, and I'll share my experiences too. What what were your thoughts? Good and bad. You could be as honest as you want. I. That's the oh, whole point of the show. Well, I mean, I, I just prepared for specific openings. Like with, with Black, I had planned many different things against E4. Uh, and you saw that my plan, like, an out, like you seem to be very narrow in your choices. And they were often very, like, um, strange. Like in the Alakine, you play, like, some A4, Rook A3 thing. And the Scandinavian, I forget exactly what you played. Maybe you played, like, a Sacrifice very early or something. Oh, yeah. Some, I know I played some... a Scandi against you. Um, I know you played the Vienna, right, against T45. Love me some good old, some some Vienna. Yeah, so I just, like, really, like, I came up with, like, four different moves against E4, like, studied them pretty deep, and I was just, like, I was going to rotate between them. But then you kind of hit me with more D4 stuff in a lot of games, especially in the bullet section, and it was a little harder for me there because I didn't have many, like, the line I played against you, I thought it was, like, pretty good for Black, but it, it gives away the nice initiative, and it was tough to play, especially in bullet. Yeah, when preparing for you, I noticed you have the worst playing style for me to play against. I'm not saying you have the worst playing style overall. <laughs> your playing style is yeah. good. But for against me, for me to play against, it's really annoying because you know your openings really well. And you there's no poking and prodding at random crap to get mm -hmm. you out of your comfort zone. So if I wanted to get you out of your comfort zone, I'd, I'd have to settle for a bad position, which is why I played... Joe Bava London, or I mean, God, God knows what. Uh, I, do you, I think that Joe Bava London is pretty solid, though, especially in Blitz. Yeah, for Blitz, for sure. You were you were getting good positions in a, in a lot of games. I had to like fight back. It's it, yeah for Blitz, yes for ninety minute chess, no. You have a very you know you, we could send you off to Reykjavik Open or Gibraltar or the candidates, and you would mm -hmm. you would you would you would excel. Uh, I, I'm curious, by the way, how did you start? Did you ha did you play E45 your whole life? Did you play Grunfeld your whole life? You no. really do have like just a fully professional repertoire. Um, during the pandemic, okay, actually, it's the total opposite of what you're saying. Like my whole career, I played openings that weren't really that good. I was like playing the Dragon, Accelerated Dragon, um, kind of like avoiding main lines. Mm -hmm. And then 
And then I would take a few years off chess constantly, right? I wouldn't play that much. And I would try to play in like little fun tournaments because, you know, I have some chess skill, but like my openings just sucked and it was bothering me. And so during the pandemic, I was like, and, and, and then we got Chessable, right? This new tool that like helps you to learn openings that didn't exist before. And Chessable is a tool that really works well with my learning style. So I decided, you know what? I'm gonna make use of this time, just stuff inside. I'm gonna learn a serious repertoire. I'm gonna play E45. My plan is to never change that, just play it for the rest of my life because I know that it's solid. I know that there's no problem with it. It's not like the Accelerated Dragon where like you're slightly worse every game. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna play the Grinfeld. I'm gonna play E4. I'm gonna learn the Roy Lopez. I'm gonna learn all like the main stuff. And, and the idea is that inevitably I'm gonna take more time off chess. Like I haven't studied at all in the last year, but my opening repertoire is still solid and it's always going to be. The Grinfeld's always going to be good. E45 is always going to be good. So that's basically what happened. You enjoy the the drills in Chessable, like the move trainer uh, and the repetition and, and that learning style? I could never... I mean, it, I, it I helps never, me yeah. to remember things. Okay. <laughs> uh, so... I have a very... I think I have the... If you if you sampled a lot of title players, you would probably get more answers on my side. But I I first of all I can't I can't bring myself to drill the same line like twenty times thirty times. I have to have the the PGN like I have to read through it myself, and then I'm very bad at holding myself accountable to a technology that will force me to drill things and remember things. And I I think it's probably yeah. just an attention span thing. But I mean I edited the um the format a little bit in within chessable so it wasn't drilling me that often okay and, like i think if you don't edit it it's going to drill you so much that like your brain will just explode uh but it, I, there would be some openings where i'd get to the point where i wouldn't get tested on it for like four to six months and that combined with playing a lot of blitz you would kind of just start to know things did you notice that after you started getting these main lines under your belt that playing against super strong gms was much easier than it used to be psychologically it's nice to know that no matter who you're playing you're not like going to be automatically worse mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense like it doesn't matter if i'm playing fabiano right like i would be black against him and we played a game and i'm just like fine i know i'm fine out of the opening and it's like okay he's maybe he's going to outplay me but like it's not the opening's fault you know what i mean and that's like a nice psychological uh, advantage i think Whereas instead of going into each game, knowing that you're going to probably get a bad position in the opening. Right. You don't... Is the old style for me. You also don't need to worry about if you get surprised by something you don't know, that it's potentially some crazy, brilliant attacking idea. It might just be some very nuanced move, right? Still equal. You just have to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Usually I'm not just lost in the opening. Uh, I, I will admit that my openings have gotten weaker after the last year because i kind of stopped studying but there's still like a good framework you know why'd you stop studying what have you been doing for the past year just other things in chess, chess is hard. well i've been i've been learning trivia a lot in the last year actually really yeah i just suddenly got into it one day like a year ago and i've been like just filling my brain with information I read that on your blog because I know you have a yeah. blog and I the very first post I was like am I on the right blog because it was <laughs> it was not chess because you're you know you do I, I know you as a chess poker crossfit 
and you just you're just generally involved in chess in a variety of different ways. I don't know mm-hmm. as much about your poker endeavors. I'm a poker fan. I check in here and there, but I don't know as much yeah. about that. Yeah. So how how did the trivia thing happen? So you just know a lot of shit now. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, I have gotten a lot better in the last year. Um, I don't know how to exactly describe how strong I am. It's unclear, but like I'm I'm pretty decent for sure. Uh, I, I guess what happened was about a year ago, some friends of mine, they're in this trivia league online called Learned League. And they're like, hey, you should join. Um, it's, it's even if you suck and don't know anything, it's still fun, I promise. It's like a, they ask you about like a range of different things. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I was complaining to them. I just don't like trivia, man. <laughs> but like, whatever, it'll be a fun thing to do with people. Uh, and the format of the league is actually pretty cool. So I like that. And then I did it and I sucked. I like, got like a third of the question i got less than a third of the questions right like 28 percent or something that makes it wow that's still impressive because i feel like i would have gotten one out of ten nah, no no it was like 150 questions you have to, for the season and i got like 44 right the first time around okay. and I, I don't know what's happened i just started to like i was like i'm kind of curious about a few things i started to like learn a few things i was like oh it's cool knowing stuff and then i just became a machine where I would just study hours every day. And I've been doing that for like a year now, a little over a year. Wow. So like, I've gotten to the point where I'm getting like 100 out of 150 in the seasons now instead of 40. Is that just for fun or is there money involved? Nah, it's not really much money. No, but what if you go, <laughs> what about like game shows? Have you done game well, shows? Oh, sure, but like, yeah, yeah, okay. But like, that's a silly thing to count on. Right, like you shouldn't be counting on. I'm gonna get on Jeopardy and just win 20, 20 games in a row, right? Because number one, it's very hard to get on. Like it's no matter how good you are, it's kind of random. Number two, like everyone on the show is pretty good. So even if I'm better than them, you know, they, they might just beat me and I get like nothing. I see. But yeah, like technically, there's like an outside chance that you could make a lot of money, but it's not something that you should count on. It's mm-hmm. just I, I like it. It's fun. It's an interesting thing to me. Is, and I like to be knowledgeable about various subjects. Has it helped in just regular conversation? Has it come up in yeah, any way? Sometimes. 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 It's nice to like know stuff about art and history and literature, all kinds of stuff like that. It's what traditionally I feel like chess players are lacking about the world, right? I feel like we don't know a whole maybe. lot about much. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, it's been a cool new thing where like I can actually converse with people who are like into art. Where I'd be like, in the past, I'd be like, I don't know anything about that, please, you know. And you just kind of talk about something else. How have you learned? Is there just trivia guides, or you have to read more generally? No, I kind of do my own work. Um, I make a lot of. Fl- I've made forty-five thousand flashcards since like July twenty twenty-one, I think. Um, wow. I, I just kind of hand make I copy paste like questions and then I like put the answer on and I like I sometimes do research about the answer so like I have more of a deeper understanding about it. I feel like with this work ethic you could have been a Nobel Prize winner. Is that <laughs> in some field? No? Well, first of all, I didn't have this work ethic when I was younger. Okay. Um, I've gotten better at learning how to learn things. Did anything inspire yeah, was, you to to get better at learning how to learn things or you just got more mature? Oh, or? Honestly, learning about space repetition is kind of helpful. Um, Chessable is one great example of that, but just the space repetition idea of learning 
as a whole, it just works. Like you don't have to think about it. And, and do you know, you understand what space repetition is? Um, vaguely, I, if you would explain it to me, it would All be right. useful. <laughs> I'll explain. It's basically like some, let's say there's some trivia question, right? Yeah. That you want to know or chess opening. Uh, and let's say you get quizzed on it. You get it correctly. You, you get it correct. Mm -hmm. So then you'll, let's say you then will see it again in like two days. You'll be quizzed on it again. If you get it correct that time, then maybe you'll be quizzed on it again in six days. And then if you get it right, maybe in 20 days, then in 80 days. And it's like every time you get it right, it's a sign that you have it. It's kind of like more, it's like more kind of basic information to you. There's like, you just know this cold. And so then it won't quiz you on it for a longer amount of time. And then the things that you don't know as well, like every time you get it wrong, it's gonna like kind of make you see it more often. Okay. So it's kind of this thing that it no, it automatically knows what your weaknesses are, and it just kind of like shoots those back at you. I don't know if that makes the most sense. That that makes perfect sense, but it sounds like okay. it would it would work better with some sort of AI, right? Like a computer tracking. Well, device. I have a flashcard, uh, you know, program on my phone that, oh. I, that it automatically does that. There's a few of them now that, that do that kind of work. What's actually funny is I used to do that for chess openings before Chessable. I don't know if anyone else did, but I used to use one of these flashcard systems, but it's so much better now that Chessable has the kind of like built in software for it. Mm -hmm. Are you getting paid by the way to, uh, I feel like there is, there have no. been many. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like we're asking about learning and, know, trivia, and like, it's just the thing I do to, I know, to I know. things. I know. Um, I, uh, yeah, I know, I know that's, it's definitely transformed the way people learn chess specifically. Uh, and it's mm -hmm. actually been really annoying because I have to play 11 year olds who spend yeah. more time on chessable than anything else. Yeah. They know things now, right? They just, yeah, literally, I'm sure you are aware of this phenomenon back in the day. You could mm -hmm. just get a position after 10 moves and just outplay anybody. And now they're better at tactics, dynamics, everything. Kids are tough. Kids are tough. Yep. Yep. It's, it's interesting how you brought up the trivia side of it, though, that you don't necessarily have to learn chess via space repetition. Um, I was going to ask you if being on Jeopardy was the type of learning that you're doing or if it's a memory bank, you know? All right, say that again. So I if, mean, try to, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking. So if you're taking the approach that you're currently taking, which is just learning a bunch of different facts about a variety of different subjects when you apply to be on jeopardy do they have a test bank of just thousands of questions there is, uh they give you a 50 question test okay oh ahead you of time take it, mm. yeah you can take it online uh and if you get a certain number correct you're like in some pool of people they might like randomly select to take another test right so like i took the test a few months ago i i'm certain i passed i got like I don't know, 44 out of 50, correct. And I think you only need like 35. But, you know, most of the time, most of the people who pass that test are not going to get invited. I think because they only have like 300, sure. 400 new contestants a year. And it's kind of like random who they select. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, it's probably better if it's a few years from now because I'm just getting better all the time. Yes. Because, uh, you know, when you, when you first start something, you improve very quickly. And that's been happening. Yes. But it's been a year. Right, so you're you're you still feel you're you're improving super fast and um different speed like not you know it's like a it's up up and then it kind of like flattens out but it continues to go up 
Right. Um, but you know, like a year is, it's funny the difference between Hervey and chess, a year in chess is like nothing, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's no way to be like one of the top, even 30% of chess players in the world after one year. But in something like trivia, I think it's pretty easy to get like top 15, 10%. Easy is a strong word, but I, I feel like I'm there after ah. one year. Wow. Is, is it mostly just a matter of, hmm, how would you quantify that? Is it just a matter of their, the learning curve being slightly different? Like if there's no physical demand, for example, if I did a year of CrossFit, I would never get to top 10%. And I was going to ask hey, you about CrossFit. You center. never know. You never know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think chess is there's more skill. And, and it, it's less about memorizing things. Like you have to have this kind of skill that takes some, it just takes time. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's not like if you know this thing, you're just going to beat other people. It's just not how it works in chess. It's kind of like a language, right? A little bit. Yeah, chess is weird. Chess is a very unique endeavor, and I don't exactly know how to even answer questions about it when I get asked them. So I'm just throwing it to you now on this episode, mm-hmm. so you can okay. d- d- like people ask me all the time, "What if if I'm X years old and I'm brand new to the game? Can I be this rating by this?" You, I'm sure you get these questions too. You, you, you've been at some. Ch- I mean, yeah, it depends on the rating that they want and. The number of time the amount of time that they want yeah and how much they like existing just as a regular human being and not a sponge of chess it's a weird mix i don't exactly know what it is like what what makes a talented kid in chess right you've you've taught a lot of you've taught a lot of kids like, i don't even know why i was good right like i mean a lot of it's got to be luck right like of course i had a good environment right my family and dad and my sister but um <laughs> right there's no we don't know I mean, I, I've, I've, I've tried to answer like maybe it's because of just uh spatial you have good spatial visualization you can see all the, how all the pieces sort of interact but i don't know i don't have an answer and yeah i feel very fortunate to be as good as i am did it, it could easily not be that but you were are you are you older or younger than jennifer you're older two years older two years older but that that's like a really good age difference right because weren't you kind of like sparring yeah. partners and yeah a little up? bit i mean she actually started a lot later than me so okay. like she was kind of like for a, a lot of time she was just kind of like hanging out at chess tournaments and like wasn't like a i don't know what you might call a serious player like she would play but she didn't like study that hard she didn't have like many like great ambitions but something clicked like i don't know maybe when she was in like seventh grade uh, and then she started to get real serious and started improving and that was nice for me because we could actually study together on a level that made sense because yeah. when i'm 2200 and she's 1400 it didn't really work but then are when i'm being, 24 are you hmm? being elitist greg are you saying 2200s and 1400s can't work together well i mean <laughs> they can just not in a like collaborative yeah sense. yeah i feel like it's a one-way kind of training session mm-hmm. at that point um wow that's interesting you were so 2200 at in ninth grade you were yes I think me, me too. 10th grade, maybe. I, I quit a few years as a teenager. I kind of did what you did. Um, it was, I, I made my master title in the summer in between 9th and 10th grade. I think I made my, my national master title between 10th and 11th grade. Yeah. So there you go. 
Yeah, look at that. What's funny is I look back and it's just hilarious that being 2200 as a 15 or 16 year old now is just absolute garbage. It's just... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's garbage. Yes, it's, it's definitely something to be proud of. It's just like, you're not... Like back then I was like number two in the country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, know. I was like this... I mean, I was, I was like a hot... I felt like I was a hot shot. You know, I would go to the tournament and I'd be in one of the top boards almost all the time. If it yeah. was like a youth, youth thing. And now it's like I would be number 10 maybe for my age. Um, but I'm sure in today's game, I would also be stronger because I would have access to all the, uh, like a few extra things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fascinating to look at modern generation, old generation. You were three-time national champion? Is that, is that right? What kind, Did of, you... what, what kind of national champion? Uh, scholastic. <laughs> Didn't you win Scholastic? I mean, I was a junior high co-champ in ninth grade. I was high school champ in 12th grade and I won the U.S. Junior Open. I don't know if that's a national championship or not, but I'll give it to me. Yes, I'll give it to you too. Thank you. Are all those people still playing chess? Which people? Or involved in chess in some way? Well, some of the people who were at those top ranks. Um, were... Sure, like Dean Ippolito was like one of my uh, main rivals. He, he does a lot of coaching in New Jersey. But uh, Eugene Perlstein, he was a, oh, yeah. a bit of a rival of mine. He played in the U.S. Junior Clothes with me, and he still does a lot of chess coaching and yeah. training. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch more. I'm just naming two off the top of my head. Two. Yeah, that you that you competed with against. Uh, how uh, how was it the the chess culture of these tournaments growing up? Was it big? Was it small? Like, was chess always kind of a very small niche thing, kind of like those, uh, the early clips in the Queen's Gambit where there's, you know, 20, 30 people in a tournament. Uh, I remember my, na like my nationals was kind of a mm -hmm. crazy time. Now the nationals are enormous. There's thousands of kids all over the country. It seems like every school tries to bring a bunch of kids and parents too. And how big was it? Am, I, am, I, about, am I about 10 years older than you? I'm tw I'm 26. Oh damn, 15 years older. Well, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm actually 17, but 15. I just rounded. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that it was fun. I really liked like the scholastic tournaments and the energy there. Um, when I was a kid, it was like really exciting. All these chess-loving people, and like you're at a hotel, and you know, it's just. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure it's different today. It is different, but I still felt like it was a pretty exciting time whenever I was at a chess tournament, uh, especially a big one like the US Open, World Open, Scholastic Tournament. Kind of felt like you could be a little bit of an adult, right? Because you could hang out with your friends and share hotel rooms. Yeah, I mean, we would stay up late, especially once the tournament was over. We would yeah. have like an all-nighter, people playing bug house, stuff like that. And this is before, like, there was much internet chess. So yeah. it was kind of like you didn't get to do that so often. Because the internet chess kind of took off when I was, like, a senior in high school or maybe a junior. So before that, it was like you didn't get to play with, like, a lot of young chess players that often. So it was super exciting. And you got to meet your friends at these tournaments, too, right? That was... Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? And I, I was lucky. I went to a chess school, so I had, like, a chess club to play at. Like Ben Johnson went to my school, another, yep. another famous podcaster. Yeah, more famous, more famous. Yeah, Ben and I have talked about similar neighborhoods of 
of the city that uh, we lived in at some point, which was uh, just oh, in New York. Yeah, yeah, in New York, it's just, just, just fascinating. In, in fact, did you ever live together? Um, it's funny that I don't remember. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think I, yeah, I, for like two months, for two months, because I was living in New York for like eight years, also. Yeah, he was. I think this is the the same. And rather than ex- expose my previous addresses, I think it that was the neighborhood in question. And I remember the first time he told me that. Oh, really? Am I not supposed to mention the neighborhood? I I probably not. But I don't live right. there anymore, so it doesn't really matter. But just in general, anytime but I get gotta a, stop the time travelers, you know. Yes, and also. I just get that a lot. Like, yo, where do you live in New York? I'm like, I'm not telling you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody asked you where you live in, in where you live, uh, neighborhood-wise, you probably wouldn't tell them, unless you don't care. Unless I you... would. I mean, what are they going to do with that information? <laughs> knocking, <laughs> knock, knocking on your door? I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, like, how you, it's a big neighborhood, you know? I guess. I guess it's true. Have you been recognized, by the way, at all in uh, around your place? Or, I mean, you live in a pretty big city. Is there... I mean, it's happened in my life. I'm sure it's happening more to you, but I mean, I've definitely been recognized in the street before. The best time was I was just walking around in Bilbao in Spain and, and like nobody is in the street and this guy just comes up to me and says, hey, I, re- hey, I really like your YouTube videos. This is back when I like made videos and stuff. I was like, what the? <laughs> What'd you make videos like, about? Oh, just chess. I would, I would do like what people were doing today before people actually did it. You were a pioneer. You were, I, but I, I, I've always kind of mentioned this, and there's a lot of OGs, even people who never really used cameras back in the day. It, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it definitely feels, it feels weird that only in the last two years the entire world kind of went, oh shit, yeah, chess is kind of like not bad, you know? It's not a, yeah. it's not a lame, lame game. Um, have you made any? friendships uh, over over just like casual chess playing like people find out you know you play chess and you're actually quite good at it and they're like oh wow just queen's gambit all this friendships over that Eh, friendships over not lately not lately not late it's too much trivia is it well i mean it's just not the way i don't make friendships based on the chess these days too often how do you do you move away how from do, chess? How do I make friends? I mean, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm asking also a million different ways. Million. I'm, I'm asking more so also for myself. How do you make oh, friends? Really? As, as an adult, I'm asking for myself and for you know for the for general audience. How do you make? Let's say you do something a lot like chess, yeah. and you. Well, want... the thing is, I don't really like chess. Is not the type of field where I want to make friendships. <laughs> like like chess. <laughs> how do I explain this? I, get I don't it. know, like chess people, like they already know the chess people, right? Yeah. Like they all know who I am and they know who they are. And, you know, I, I, I usually, when I make friends, it's like totally, they don't even play chess or maybe they are interested in it, but not, it's not like their main thing. I see. I see. What is the main source of interaction connections socializing uh, over the last couple of years like pandemic and so on i mean when everything shut down well you know one thing we did um I, I started this i was part of this like online group and we played these games of mafia every week and i made oh. a lot of friendships from that 
it was like a mix of chess players, poker players, like authors, just all kinds of people. And every week we would just play this game. It's kind of like a, some people are lying, some are telling the truth. You yeah. just have to figure out who it is. So yeah. that's, that was really cool. Made a lot of connections from that. I think I got invited to one. Probably. I, we I, invited a lot of people. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you were on that list. I don't remember who. It was very last minute, and I was very confused and also intimidated. Oh, you know what it probably was? It was probably the... They did a few sample games in chess.com because one of the creators of the app yeah. is like um, heavily involved in chess.com. So they had some sponsored games on their YouTube channel. Yes. Or Twitch channel. Yes, that sounds correct. I remember, I yeah. think it was Danny who DM'd me. He's like, yo, man, you yeah, got like probably, a couple hours probably. tonight? I was like, what? what is this? I don't know. Very intimidating. That's how it started. We did that. And then we were like, this is super fun. Mm -hmm. Let's just like play this more often. And we just got a bunch of our friends in. I should have joined, man. I should have joined. It's one thing I'm, I'm, I'm very bad at, actually. So, so you're actually trying to make like new friends? Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm almost 27. I'm 27 in a couple sure. months. And I went to college for four years and I don't have a single friend from college. And I don't either. Well, I went for less than four years. So. Well, well, I was, I'll, sure. I'll ask you about that, but I went, mm -hmm. yeah, I went to Baruch. I mean, here in, in, in the city okay. and uh, it was a commuter school experience. I would come to campus. I would take my classes. I would like basically go home. And yeah, sometimes I wonder, I, I have four or five close friends and that's sort of it. I don't really know. I don't Does really know. Does that feel like a problem to you? Whew. Are you ever like, wow, I wish I had someone new to hang out with right now? No, I kind of feel that way about my, my wife. Like we're, we're friends. So we just sort of, mm -hmm. it's just nice to kind of always have company. But it, it yeah. is kind of cool when either the two of you or one of you can, you know, you meet people and it kind of opens connections, opens doors. And it's sort of nice to have friendships where you could sort of be a brand new person. You don't necessarily, like they don't know you from childhood. They don't know you from career. They don't know you from YouTube. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I, have, I have a little bit of, of both, obviously a, a blessing and a curse. The blessing being a lot of support. The curse being anyone who meets me in the street thinks I'm literally God. And it's... Aren't you though? Nah, nah it's like tough, you know, it's, um, but <laughs> it's, it's a little tough. So it's tough yeah. being famous. So well, far. that's what I'm saying. It's blood, you know, it's, yeah, no, no, I know what you mean because like when you meet a new person, there's already like some kind of like power imbalance or something that's hard to define exactly. Like it's hard to have like a very like, what's the word? Authentic connection, right? Yeah. Away. Yeah. When exactly. they already kind of think they know all these things about you. I actually look to you specifically uh, for some sort of inspiration to be more social uh, in terms of like other... When, when I observe chess players who have some sort of following and I look at different lifestyles, you know, you, you, you post, whatever, and I kind of look at that you specifically, I'm like, man, one day I just want to get up and like go to like a like a workout gym or whatever. Just Work, like, a workout gym. Yeah, just like be being a. I, I know yeah. you do. I know I know you do CrossFit specifically. Sure. But I think I would die if I did CrossFit. So I just kind of you like, wouldn't. You hundred percent wouldn't. No. But I do. I would do any. I do other kind of workouts too. Like sometimes. No, I just look at. I don't know, just look at you. I'm like, he knows. He know. He knows what he wants. He likes to. You know. He likes to do this and that. I'm like, I wish I was. I wish kind of more like, 
more like that. Instead, I just sit in my house all day and just look around and. Well, I have. I do see your boxing. Yeah, that's that was the thing. That is the like, thing. Like, are you taking it serious? Are you like, do you have a coach or something? Yeah. So the thirty-second version is: I thought I was gonna be the main event of the Ludwig chess boxing card actually he yeah he messaged me and he said would you do this i said yeah and then we were looking for an opponent um it didn't work out with eric because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to punch or get punched in the head uh, as much <laughs> as i kind of thought i wanted to like i don't know if i want to and for me mm -hmm. it was the same as as for you i would want to be paid like if i'm going to mm -hmm. sell out this arena and i'm i can leverage with a big following and whatnot it didn't make sense. I actually was offered to fight both Amon and Lawrence, and I turned it both down because it didn't excite me, and both of those matchups seemed mildly lopsided. Like, Yeah, you would whoop them. Yeah, right, obviously. Uh, but all, no, I mean, Amon's a much bigger dude than me, and fighting Lawrence, I just, I don't know. It didn't, I, didn't, I don't know Lawrence. I don't have any beef with Lawrence. I almost wanted you to sub in for Lawrence. Um, why, you I, want, why you want to punch me? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying no, no, no. You sub in for me, in, in that, oh, in, yeah, in that fight. Okay. Um, so I had those. I'm like, nah, let them, let them do it. I, you know, I, but I do go to the gym like two, three days a week, uh, and I, well, I, I work one on one. One thing so. about CrossFit, you see, you work on one on one. If you do CrossFit, is like a very social thing. So you would actually start to know people if you did CrossFit in your classes. Uh, that's one way to get like some social connection another cool site i don't know if there's something you'd be interested in at all but it's a site called couch surfing where you can kind of meet people who are traveling like they don't have to stay on your couch or anything but like you can meet some like maybe somebody's traveling from you know whatever colombia or something and and they're just on there and you just want to like meet a local person and just see the city and stuff and then you can make these like really cool connections with people from far away they don't know anything about you but like you you share kind of like one or two like exciting days where it's like they're super excited because they're traveling and they're getting to see this like new place from a local um i've made a lot of friendships and connections that way oh wow couch serving is completely legit yeah it's not like oh uh, yeah, yeah totally i think they have to be right otherwise it would be some sort of what do you mean by legit uh no one's gonna hold you hostage or steal your stuff or uh good i mean you they don't have to stay in your house like you don't have to do it that way oh okay like 90 like most people do it where like it's a place you can stay while you're in another city for free and then you kind of like mm -hmm. have this you know person over which i've done that before but most of the time when i travel i do it to like meet other travelers or other local people or when other people travel to philadelphia every now and then i'll just show them around the city and you know you can you can get close to somebody in a day sometimes close is a strong word but like you build this connection and then maybe when you're traveling somewhere else you see them again and it's, it's super cool that is super cool do you travel a lot oh yeah <laughs> really i yeah i mean i'm i'm home maybe like six months out of the year oh where where are you otherwise i just go somewhere like like it's about to get cold like december and sorry january and february i usually go somewhere warm just because you know you want to stay with us if we move to miami yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Miami is an option for me, but I usually I go to California. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. So like, I've been going to Santa Monica, San Diego. Um, you just have you just you have, have friends a, there. Have a girlfriend you... in Canada. Okay. What's up? I was gonna say. You... Oh no, I just like it there. I, I do actually know people there, but it wasn't because I have friends. I just I just like the areas. 
do you still do U.S. chess school? Yeah. Yeah. What was there one this year? I honestly don't know. I just I uh, so to anybody who doesn't know U.S. chess school and you would probably explain this better. It's uh, mm -hmm. is it like a fully funded, basically camp of like the most talented juniors in the states? That is correct. You explained it. Perfectly. There you go. Perfect. Um, um, you know, before the pandemic, we would have like four or five of those camps per year in different cities around the country. Then we had, we kind of like didn't have one for three years due to the pandemic. And we just started again this summer. So we had one in New York, Alex Ostrovsky coached it actually. And then we had Jacob, uh, Jacob Agard coach one in California. California. When are you going to Charlotte? Now Charlotte seems like the chess capital of... Yeah, here's the thing. I, Charlotte's doing amazing things. Yeah. They're, they're really crushing it. And that's definitely something I consider. Um, however, it helps when a lot of the kids are already near there. So like when you run a camp in New York, the kids don't have to travel. Yeah. When we ran one in like San Fran, like half the kids were just in the area. Charlotte, it's like a little tougher. And I would be totally interested in theory, but that might be a situation where in order to get a bunch of stronger kids we have to like find a way to pay for their airfare and room and board and stuff so but i mean i love what they're doing for chess in charlotte me too they're they're seriously kicking ass uh so what i think they're basically the number one for the young uh prodigies young students and i think st louis is kind of for the the goats oh uh, yeah how, how do you mean they're the number one for the young kids? I think they have some of the biggest camps. They have some of the biggest uh, programs. They have. They've had some really big ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, 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 a couple of, uh, it's been three years basically since I was heavily involved in being a chess educator, but also in the, mm -hmm. the gossip, the who's doing what, where, the what program is being, you know, this, this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. when you're a full-time educator, you you look for those opportunities. Like you want to be the, the person that runs the camp. You want to be the, it's a, it's a totally different grind than um, the online stuff. I was going to, yeah, I mean, I, I should really look closer at having camps in Charlotte just with the, with the pandemic, like things were so weird for so long. Yeah. That, like everything got all confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember writing about this. It was so dystopian to me to force a six year old to sit there with me at like 4 p.m. after a whole uh -huh. day of online classes. Yeah. It's just so exhausted. Like these kids didn't want to do this. It's so different yeah. to learn on Zoom. And it was, it was rough. It sucks to coach somebody who doesn't want to be there. That's not, it's never a pleasant thing. But the remote learning made it so much worse. It's just, you're mm -hmm. not in class. There's no pressure to behave. It's so, it was so mm -hmm. weird, man. I mean, it was so, so weird. What'd you do in those early days when everything started shutting down uh how do you mean what like did i do march april may 2020 when you started realizing kind of this is it like we're gonna well, be here for a while i mean i had a lot of i was able to do a lot of home workouts <laughs> um see i feel like you, you spin everything in, into into a productive you know positive way well yeah like well what we did we ordered dumbbells like really early before it was impossible to get any yeah. So we got some dumbbells and we were doing workouts outside. So it didn't interfere with my workout routine, which was great. Um, the only downside is I couldn't like lift heavy weight. Yeah. But it turned out I lost less strength than I would have guessed from like, I don't know. It took me like three months before I touched a barbell. Um, 
you know, we, we moved the US chess school online. We got some funding, we got some sponsorship to do a lot of online classes. Kids were dying for it because they're all stuck at home with nothing yeah. to do. So we would have classes like five times a week, uh, which was really great. I mean, we would get so many kids in these classes. And this is like, not just random kids. These are like, you have to be invited. And they're like strong kids. And we would sometimes get like 80 kids. They're like, they're all like 2000 plus. I know. Um, so there was, there was some cool things in the beginning of the pandemic in terms of, I don't know, there were certain things that happened that will like never happen again. Like something like these online classes we were holding. Just, yeah. Like we still do them twice a week, but we only get like, maybe we get like 25 to 30 kids, which is not bad. But man, it was crazy at the beginning of that pandemic. I know it was. Crazy. Yeah, you could really incentivize people to sign up for the online but now everything is sort of back open and no one's afraid anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I remember having a serious anxiety, fear those first couple of months. Oh, going outside and mm -hmm. just m making sure everything is covered up. I remember the first week of March, I was giving a lesson and I was in one of those situations where the parent didn't inform me their kid was sick. Oh, like but, in person. Yeah, I just like showed up because it, it hadn't hit yet. We hadn't had our first sure, case. Sure, yeah, and that was like March 15th, right, or something around yeah, that. Yeah, right. that was exactly when it sort of started. It was like March yeah. 4th or something. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm at this kid's house. He's blue. His whole face is blue, like <laughs> snotting. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so... And as I poured... I For the first couple of weeks, when it was still kind of going on, I went and I had a water bottle of rubbing alcohol and I would make kids mm -hmm. like... <laughs> decontaminate before we did a chest lesson and I said, did right, you guys. ever get covid no oh wow nice. no no i'm assuming you did yeah for that from that reaction or i got it once and it was like so mild i was like i was sick the one day like and i was like oh my god it's finally happened when'd you get it did you get it in 2020 2021 no i got it after that i was vaxxed twice already um i i even got the booster by then it was april 2022 uh-huh I can't. And I just had like kind of like one or two bad days and then I was like normal. I don't think I've had it. Let's put it this way. I've been sick one and a half times. Like uh, 2021, I came back from Spice Cup and mm -hmm. I, I felt like I got hit by a bus, but I was just, I, I tested negative every time I tested. And this most recent time, I, ha I had a head cold maybe like a week ago. I thought, I thought maybe this was it. Just felt like really bad. Also negative. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, um, yeah, I I never got it. Uh, I know people. I know people who've gotten it, and even my my mom, I think, had it. She was she was okay. Knock on wood. My grandparents were very funny. So they before the pandemic, I don't know if you have older relatives that like their lifestyle changed, but my grandparents would travel the world two three times a year. They were very active. They drove around. They went hiking, and they they started doing that again. But it really hit them hard. And I feel like they stay at home a lot. I feel like they consume the news yeah. a lot, which will like poison your perception of... Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was it was real bad. And it sort of isolated them. And now they're oh, the man. complete opposite. So th now they're like, we want to get sick. Like, we're oh, not... So they're, they're, they're traveling now. Yeah, they, they're like, we don't even want to... You know, we don't want... We don't want the... Like, we're going to get natural immunity. Like, let us get sick. It's like, all right. Like, you know, but they spent so long just incubated. And so I'm, I'm happy for them. But it's... Yeah, it's so crazy. Like I used to drive from New York to see them to New Jersey, and we would stand at the oh, yard's you length. Oh, you do the 
Oh my gosh. So yeah. you would do the uh, social distancing. Yeah, that stuff That stuff was just so wild. We would only go to their basement that like they would feed us in the basement. <laughs> they, they wouldn't see us because they were so scared. It's just it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy time. Crazy time. And yeah, we would get some soup and get back. You know what I just realized? It's like insane. Mm-hmm. So like we're doing a chess podcast right now. We've gone, I don't know how long. We haven't even talked about the Hans Magnus stuff. Like how did I, I feel like that's a record? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it is it is. Wow. Uh, well, I was going to. No, use we don't it. have to. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, we should, we should. I feel like it's it's a rite of passage. But I was going to ask you about U.S. Chess School because I'm sure you've taught Hans. Oh yeah, many times. Yeah, uh, he's so. been to like probably about five camps, something like that. Because I was on the Lex Fridman podcast recently, and I so I gave him kind of oh, like yeah. the scoop, and I remember that's the guy he blocked my sister. Did he really? On he blocked her on Twitter because, like, he, I think the story was he listed like 10 or 20 books that were like great or whatever, and they were all written by male authors. And she just replied that and he blocked her. <laughs> I see. I, I see. could have the details wrong a little bit, but I, I remember that name from that. So I sorry, see. go on. What was the story? No. So I, okay, that's really, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, let's put it this way if they put the two of them in a room, they would have a very civil conversation. It's just, I'm it's sure. just the way social media works. I think. I think Lex gets his share of getting attacked from very, very vitriolic places. And so sometimes mm-hmm. he might get fed up. And uh, I didn't know that. Wow. There you go. Look at that. Uh, well, the, the goal will now be to get her unblocked and to have them to... <laughs> I don't have... think she's worried about No, no, but, but it's just, you know, it's, it's just good. Like social media cleanse. And listen, mm-hmm. um, well... I went to his 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 show in in uh, in Texas, and this was after he had like Magnus, he had uh, the Botezas, and I and I didn't want yeah. to I didn't want to talk too much about the Magnus Hans thing, but I kind of told him like yeah I've known Hans since he was maybe ten, and he was always a character like he he was, mm-hmm. but obviously that doesn't uh, that's I'm just saying Hans was always uh, entertaining to have uh, anywhere. Entertaining is an interesting word. All right. In a, in a classroom setting, sometimes entertaining isn't the word I would use. Okay. Tell me, tell, tell, tell me your experiences. I mean, oh, it, no, I always, I always thought he was cool. I, I'm just saying, like, every now and then he could be disruptive in a class when he was, like, nine or ten years old. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you can always tell he had a lot of talent. And, and, and his, his type of – he was always kind of, like – I'm sure some kids when he was young were, like, annoyed by him, but he was also, like – it's kind of like good energy. I don't know how to explain it exactly. It didn't stop me from inviting him to camps in the future. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. He, he was uh, chaotic good, not chaotic evil. Something like that, yeah. Because there's kids, I, I've known kids who are chaotic evil. It just their whole life mission is to like destroy the, 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 the lives of their classmates and uh, even their parents. I've known mm-hmm. and i've 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 been that way also when i was when i was younger it's worse when you have split households because that way you it it messes up i think a lot of how you grow up uh but in in my case in in particular but oh is that what your situation was yeah yeah, yeah. i had uh my my parents split when i was super young so i think and i think when you combine that with being a chess player you it's a very individualistic activity right so it's you and and combined with the fact that you're sort of always mildly ignored right you're not sort of like this you're not sort of the center of 
the, I don't want to say the household because the kid isn't necessarily supposed to be the center of attention in the household, although in, in some cases you are, but you don't get all the focus. You don't sometimes get all the advice. You don't get all the positive, negative reinforcement. So you just sort of exist, especially if there's parents kind of uh, starting own lives and whatnot. Uh, and so I think, I think in my case, that was what likely contributed to me being, I was, I was also probably chaotic. You being what? Chaotic. I would say probably more neutral than okay. good, or, good or evil, but I have taught kids who are evil. It's, okay. it's not, <laughs> it's tough. Like I've, you know, um, but I think in the case of Hans, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I've known him since he was much younger. I played him also when he was like maybe 15 or 16 or something like that. He beat me once when he was maybe even 14 some mm -hmm. oh, wow actually maybe even longer maybe it was like 13 or like 12 because he's 11 i mean he's uh just, just getting younger and younger just getting younger because he's 19 right and i think i played him in 2014 yeah. oh my god oh my god where did the time go oh that's so wow okay well anyway i guess i lost to hans when i was when when, when he was like 12 or 13 years old which is kind of terrifying i mean he's a good player he's a decent he's player you know well, he still is. Um, well, now he's better, yeah. Even then, he was capable. Have you given your, your take on all of this? Take? I mean, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough, if it's, it's this tough situation because I have, like, a lot of... Like, I'm generally fond of Hans, but I know that not everybody is. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that it's important to discount that information and, and that he could just he could just be a cheater. Right, like, there's a lot of people that I liked who turned out to be cheaters. It's happened before. It's happened to kids at my camp. Uh, it's, it's sad. It's like you know the kid's a good, like generally a good kid, and it's just like you just didn't. Why did Why did you do that? You know. Um, but he also might not be. <laughs> uh, so what What part of the take do you want to know about it? Because there's so many layers to unwrap it, yeah. like an onion. I mean, things are changing all the time, right? Like, like my initial, I at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they like evidence comes out that indicates he was cheating, but I, I more than he said he was. But like the the point, I think, is that it's a pretty unclear situation. A lot of people don't know what's going on. Uh, a lot of people think there's a good chance he's innocent there's a good chance he didn't cheat in the sinkfield cup right so like the, the main thing for me is i really felt like magnus's behavior was not okay um even though it comes from a good place it, it from magnus i know it comes from a place where like he thinks cheating is just wrong in a like really visceral sense like he's and that's a good thing we we should have that kind of standard but there also has to be some kind of like what's the word? due process. And I, I feel like there wasn't quite in this case. And you could say like without this kind of push, this drama, nobody would ever take it seriously. But it still concerns me that, you know, that, that he's using his power. How do I put this best? Like, Let's say anyone other than Magnus decided to do that in the last tournament. Like decide, I'm just not going to play this guy. 
that would not be okay. Probably the organizer of the tournament would be like, you can't do that. You can't just decide not to play somebody because you don't like them or you think they're cheating mm. or something. Um, and so like immediately that's putting Magnus in a position where he's able to do something that other people aren't without penalty, which I think is wrong. Um, like, I don't think you should be allowed to use your, in a, in a competitive tournament like that, you shouldn't be allowed to, you shouldn't feel comfortable doing something that other people can't do just because of who you are. Um, number two, it could have severely harmed somebody who came in ninth place and didn't qualify for the knockouts because of it. So I, I, I didn't like what he did because I felt like it affected other people and that's not okay to me. For the record, you're talking about the resignation in one move. Yeah, not, yeah, not the, the, the yeah. one move resignation. I mean, like, I understand why he did it, but like, he theoretically could be taking money out of somebody else's pocket, right? Like, uh, I forget who, Hans just happened to qualify anyway. But, you know, in the last day, he almost, with if you took three points off of his score, like, he would have been just like, just on the cusp. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody like Christopher, I forget who the eighth seed was. Maybe it's like Christopher, you or Aronian, actually, I think. Um, to see somebody like not get in because Magnus decided to pull the stunt would have just really been unseemly. Um, I, honestly, in my opinion, Magnus should have, if, if that did happen, if somebody ended up like not making it because Magnus decided to protest and, and intentionally lose a game, I felt like Magnus would have had to, morally, he should have withdrawn himself in that case. Um, so this is just like, I just don't, I, I just felt like he's using his power in a way that like other people don't get to. And it's like, I don't think anyone else, I just don't like it. I just don't think you should be able to do that. Yeah, I've sort of alluded to similar things. I haven't said anything that reinvents the wheel. I feel like a lot of people have said already very similar uh, kind of op opinions and about the situation. It's strange because could you imagine all of this going on behind the scenes? Like everything good publicly, but... You mean like they just keep playing and... Everything? Yeah, like Singfield Cup goes on. <laughs> I mean, nobody knows anything. Yeah. Just, nobody knows anything. There's just this whole thing just sort of keeps on moving. And mm -hmm. it's a weird... It's definitely a weird... Like, no, we can't really see that at all because, <laughs> I mean. I mean, oh, here's the thing, though. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It could have easily happened. You know, the one thing that would have had to happen for that to happen? Mm -hmm. Hans doesn't beat Magnus. Hans just loses to Magnus. None of this would have happened. Maybe later, but you know Magnus is not going to withdraw if he wins that game against Hans. Like, do you agree with me on that? Yeah. I mean, he's just going to immediately withdraw from the tournament. So, like, that's the thing that also bothers me. Like, there's, like, these inconsistencies. Like, yeah. by withdrawing when he loses to Hans, he's saying, I think you're cheating now. But nobody else really thinks he was cheating now. Maybe he was. Um, but then he, like, uses all the past cheating as, like, his example. But, like, he wouldn't have done that if he won the game. Like, we right. know that. Like, right. So there's just some, it's just weird. And there's, like, a lot of, like, and kind of, like, fitting the narrative or fitting the story to like fit your narrative or something. Yeah. It's it, the most fascinating thing about it is uh, basically everything that people are trying to use to incriminate Hans previously mm -hmm. and the games that he's played completely fails in the game versus Magnus. <laughs> so 
it right it's kind of like you you apply some of the the same methodology to that tournament and it it doesn't add up it just, none, none of it adds up and it it's super strange because let's say he has cheated in the past both online and over the board more than he has admitted to but he's also a brilliant chess player <laughs> he is good you know and you know and magnus it's not going to be the perfect kind of case and the perfect trial and the perfect everything. It's sort of, and this has also kind of boggled my mind. It's like, if he's found guilty ultimately, does it exonerate everything that Magnus has done up until this no, point? No, I think it doesn't matter if he's guilty. Because right? first of all, Magnus does not know for sure that right. he's like cheating over the board. So like he's making this decision without not like the full knowledge yeah i, I don't know it's it's a it's, weird one it's tough because again i i i believe that cheating is a problem i believe that magnus he has ethics that are decent i think <laughs> um uh, but I, I i i do think he got them a little twisted in this case i rebooted uh, I will let the audience know that the internet crashed and you came back with a hat. Why'd you put a hat on? <laughs> I don't know. You're just sitting right next to me and I just threw it on. Uh, can't really explain why I did it. If we had lost all the footage, would you have recorded another episode with me? Yes, but I might have like needed to wait a day or two. Yeah, I feel like that we would have just yeah. been all talked out. And, but you seem like yeah. an extrovert. You seem you seem to be all right. You seem to... In, in some situations, but I don't want to talk about the same exact thing I just talked about 20 minutes yeah. ago. So sense. I feel like sense. if I just take a rest for a day or two, we'll talk about different subjects. And everything will be okay. What do you have planned uh, for the rest of the day? I have no plans. Just food? Study all night. So, ah, true. I will, I, will, I will eat food at some point, yeah. Greg, are you are you a cook or are you a takeout kind of guy? Depends where I live. Uh, if I have a nice cooking area in my house, I will cook. Oh, I'm constantly moving around. So. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. I I thought you have like a base and you you took the time to chat today because you have a base and okay, I I got you now. I got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. That makes sense. Um, you ever gonna come like back to classical chess? Oh man, seems unlikely. <laughs> are we are we recording by the way right now? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I don't know. Just making sure. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of unpleasant classical chess. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like I can have like I have fun playing ski chess. Super fun. Why do I need to play one game the time it will take me to play twenty? You know, you never felt a. Festival. You never felt I, 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 existential dread that you're not a grandmaster. Nah. No. No, not at all. Because I mean, chess is just one thing. First of all, I know I'm really good. Like compared to like most people, like they would love to be as good as me. Like ninety nine percent of people. Um. So. You know, I could always want to be better. But, and, and you know, my rating is such that like, it's, it's decent. Like I could, I'm pirated in some grandmasters, you know? Yeah. Um, I beat them in blitz sometimes. So I feel like I'm like, I'm a decent chess player, you know? I think so. 
<laughs> You're a decent chess player. We're all pretty decent. I'm all right. Just you don't have to look at my feet, eh? You look at my chess.com blitz. You're like, yeah, this guy's pretty good. That's the best thing about this whole chess boom. No one you knows. Just pick one rating. Yeah, no one pick knows the what one a feeding page want. is. Yeah, like they just look yeah. me up. Like, wow, he's 2,800. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm 2,800. Um, higher than 70% of GMs on chess.com or something. And uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. No beads involved, you know, just uh, have you seen there's now this wave of engineers and programmers creating vibrating tiny devices that can like relay chess it's moves? It's silly because the whole thing was like a joke, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, and the, the media doesn't seem to realize that. They think it was an actual accusation. I, I think they do know it was not an accusation, but I think they... But it's not, it's not the way it's phrased in their articles. But don't you think that's there? That's exactly why, right? But they it's know. like when you see this happen, you know the all news is totally bullshit. Like, yeah. because, like as long as you don't have knowledge of the subject, yep. Like whenever you know something about chess, it's always wrong. Like every single time. So like, why is it going to be right about finance or anything? Like every price is everything's nonsense. Yeah, and political subjects always get people all riled up, but. Mm -hmm. Political views aside, and 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 uh, leaning one way or another aside, like I I with this whole chess boom, and definitely over the last year or two with all this pandemic hysteria, I I've really just stopped watching and listening to about ninety nine percent of any news because it's just it's mm -hmm. it's it's bloodlusting for oh someone got hit by a by somebody there's some crime oh we gotta print that yeah and, and it's like. We live in a world of 7 billion people. There's always going to be something terrible happening. I think it's no 8 now. <laughs> I think it's 8. I think it's 8 billion <laughs> people. But, you know, it's so easy to find, like, bad things all the time. There's just too many people and too many tragedies. By the way, one thing I love about your Twitter is how, like, anyone who has, like, these hateful views, you just shut them down. You're just like, I don't care if you're my fan. Just go away. Oh. Like, you know, like, anti, like, LGBT people or, like, anti-abortion people you just like i like that you're aggressive against them yeah well there's a there, there's a when they're you know when they behave a certain way i'm trying to explain it to you in a way that i haven't already explained it probably multiple times on the podcast because i, I I'm, mm -hmm. I'm becoming i'm, I'm becoming my, my audience is is calling me out for being joe rogan-esque you know joe rogan has this like some he of course gets like canceled every week but i i mean he <laughs> yeah, has uh, canceled, but it's still the number one show and yeah but i mean like he tells every guest yeah. of his to like eat elk meat and uh, take dmt and you know it's just sort of this thing so i have not even realized that sometimes i tell mm -hmm. the exact story every single podcast uh so i don't think i've brought this up but uh i don't realize the extent to which i have grown as a creator and i'm technically supposed to be at some level where I don't listen to the common folk. I just don't. I have a social media manager. I don't interact. I have somebody post my stuff and I'm not mm -hmm. supposed to interact with it because I'm like supposed to be above that. But at yeah. the end of the day, I'm a fucking person. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's really hard to do that. Like it, it's so, I still feel like one-on-one -on -one interactions are all over the place in, in my mind. And I, whenever somebody writes something extremely disgusting, I just call them out on it, like as a human being. I don't know. I don't. Um, I, mean, I get thousands of positive messages every day, but as I'm sure you know as well, like somebody writes something horrible to you, you're like, 
I mean, not to get back to primitive times, but say it to my face. <laughs> you gotta call. You gotta call someone out on their uh, yeah, on their nonsense. So oh, I yes. love. I love negative. I love like criticism from like random people on the internet. Like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, because there's mm-hmm. there's a there's some that's not deranged. There's some that's yeah could be legitimate, and you know you could listen and go, okay, the person has a point. That's What's very rare. Can you give me one example? Yeah, I can, but it's not on any substantial issue. It's like on my boxing okay. clips. Oh, sure. I, I, yeah, no, yeah. I, no, on, on, on issues of any sort of, you know, significance from a social standpoint or uh, no, 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 uh, definitely not. Uh, you know, you, you even this recent thing, this recent thing with uh, Ilya Smirin. Oh, uh, that's. How does it even happen? I like yeah. in so there's so many levels. Like, first of all, how does Fide hire this guy? Second, how does he not know? Like, have you has he been living in a cave the last many years? Like, you just can't say these things. I feel like we covered that. Yeah, I, I've been actually very thoroughly debating making a video on it because it'll get great views, but yeah, I almost don't want to sell out my soul to that extent of bringing such horrible comments into such a spotlight and i also wield the you know i wield the role of i might set a thousand people on the guy somehow and on top of all that i would need to and i want to i would want to present what he said in a way where i appease people who want to get after him but also speak my mind on the subject right it's like a very complicated mix of things um you know i (laughs) It's kind of like with the Hans drama, I haven't made a video every single day because no one between Magnus and Hans has said anything. They're lawyering up. We're seeing what's going to chess.com hasn't said anything. Mm-hmm. I've just sort of kind of let Hikaru do the daily updates. <laughs> On his YouTube channel, there's like, uh, you know, there's an article about this and there's uh, something about that as well. And um, it does well. It, it does well. And even, sure. the st- even the statistical stuff that people started posting in the game, like, let, let's, let's analyze this or whatever. I said, you know what? It's not, I'm not the lawyer. Okay, I'm not the prosecutor, I'm not the defendant, and I don't, I don't like that being my YouTube channel. I will present what people say, and I will present what's going on, and if there's also chess games being played that day, like, that's, that's my role. But I, I wanted to talk about it, and I probably will, because I feel like people should know my opinion of the events, and it's important. And of, of Smirin's comments. Yeah, of Smirin's comments, um, his people his age, I think he's in his 50s or 60s. Uh, my grandparents are, you know, in their 60s and 70s. Like, people that age, and especially for some reason, former Soviet Union folks, and they just, they, they, they would never understand why the guy would lose his job over what he said. Like, they, sure. they would just never... I, I still would say that most people in that... Um demographic are not going to say and think the things he said i i don't know honestly mm-hmm. I, I i don't know a lot of people that age i mean some will some will I, yeah. I i actually feel like the let me ask i'm curious if you agree i feel like the chess world is actually like especially on twitter is is like pretty progressive and like more feminist than other fields like much more than poker mm. for example yeah, I, I do see a lot more, I don't know how to describe it, uh, very openly not progressive, anti-woke, 
you know, uh, poker people on, popping all, all, on poker people on my okay, timeline. Poker, yeah. yeah, we don't I don't think we have a whole lot of that. Generally, it seems like the we don't have a lot of large audience people like that in the world of chess. Uh, we have trolls. We have like, you know, people with five followers. We have people who spread hate in the world of chess. But it, it does generally seem like on a world like Twitter and social media, we are we are pretty progressive yeah. uh, in our policies. We're probably far progressive. Is this what it feels like? Uh, feels how like, do you mean? Uh, it feels like we say that as a, as a global enterprise, chess is moving forward and being more progressive, but it's, it's, not, it's not the case. Well, do you mean FIDE? I guess so, yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, but they're, they're at one entity. Like, I feel like outside of them, there's some progress being made. Yeah, it feels like individual tournaments are doing maybe some roles. Um, it's it's tough. It, it's a it's a tough situation. I said this on stream the last time that I streamed. I've been around classrooms where kids of ages four and five and six and seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Like I've seen how young girls, young boys, like all learn in certain environments. And I've been around chess classrooms, and I have my opinions of chess education, right? But mm -hmm. I think if, and we will never get to this point, but if you took a sample size of an equivalent amount of boys and girls from a young age, an equivalent amount, a large sample size, not 10-1, like some sure. ratios of, uh, of programs, and there was an equivalent exposure, support system to the game, and so on and so forth, some would drop off naturally, like, like anywhere else. I legitimately think they could play on 100% equal terms throughout adulthood, and potentially contend for whatever, the ultimate crown. But that does, that's not the way the world works. Yeah. It starts when you're two. <laughs> like, everything starts from when you're two to when you're four, five, six. Every year, like, you're pulled more and more into kind of the constructs that are, that are made for, for uh, you know, the, the, the gender that, that you have. And it's, it's a... It, it only gets worse. And I mean, boys and girls do not have to deal with the same things at chess tournaments and as teenagers and as adults. And it's no shock, in my opinion, that from a young age, it's not, it's not as many boys playing, uh, sorry, it's not as many girls playing as boys. And naturally, as that progresses, like you have mm -hmm. chess tournaments that are just thousand, you know, thousand, thousand uh, male players and two female players like no yeah. i mean it's it's getting a lot better yes two like but, when i was a kid there was very there's so many more girls playing and, and women playing than there one was when i was younger mm -hmm. so it's, it's definitely been some progress but yeah of course there's still a lot of a lot of issues um, and one i see a lot on social media is the the type of criticism women get for like expressing opinions is so much more vicious than the type that i would get for expressing like the similar opinion. Like mm -hmm. I see the things people say to my sister. I see the things they say to me and it's just like night and day how nasty they are to mm -hmm. her. And, and you know that it's because like she says the same things as me pretty much in a lot of these cases. Yep. Because she's a, she's a woman. Um, and that's like, that, that must weigh on you, right? Like you just get nastiness just thrown your way constantly. Like you have to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know, I know, and it it starts it, it starts early. I talked about teaching some students that 
were evil, there are far more evil boys, <laughs> you know, like even from a young age. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say it's the way kids are. It's the, what I've observed, but mm -hmm. uh, you can have one girl in a classroom of 12 boys and she won't want to come back because there's just one emotional terrorist. Well, and, uh, sometimes they will want to come back, but yeah, I, 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 in some cases. Yeah, I'm speaking specifically from the okay. experience of, of watching students show up and two classes later, they want to leave and they and they don't return yeah. you try to get them and um there's obviously an entire separate thing of having uh all girls tournaments or women's titles and it, it's like i would love to get to a world where we don't need that and it's just open and it's uh and everyone is treated with respect particularly the female players but Am I uh, in shock that it exists? No. Um, would I love everybody to shoot for the same level given that they had kind of the same prerequisites of getting there? Maybe? I, I, it's hard because it's the only thing I've known my whole life. But sure, I think, right? Like I, but I don't know. I don't know who is supposed to make that decision. I know that sometimes if you put eight or nine young girls in a classroom, it's just them. They learn much better than when if it was one to twelve in a different sort of setting, with uh, a bunch of like uh, you know rowdy, uh, rowdy young second and third grade boys. There's so it's, many factors. It's just yeah. And one thing is everyone's not the same, right? Yeah. Like like that may be true in some sense, but there are going to be some girls who fit totally well into a group of like a bunch of rambunctious boys, you know. Um, some you know what i mean it's like I, I, you got to be careful to i don't know not assume that they're all going to be the same and want the same environment no no i know i know i'm yeah. ju I'm, I'm just sharing like i've watched oh, yeah. yeah i've watched everything i've watched uh I've watched kids who don't care they don't care they play girls boys they, i've watched kids who like if they're a boy there's none of this nonsense oh you lost to a girl like what it's so how could you lose to a girl like there's none of that and i've also mm -hmm. watched girls who don't care if they're playing boys or girls like there's no and but <laughs> there's so much other little things that contribute to to this whole issue and if we you can know, wake one, mm -hmm. one thing we did at the u.s chess school so like we've had some all girls camps um our typical camp will be like you know let's say we have 12 kids it'll be like nine boys three girls because we try to make sure that you know we are supporting women in chess um but one camp I did right before the pandemic was I wanted to actually intentionally invite an equal number of boys and girls, which we had never done before. It was going to be like exactly split. I, I think it was like seven and seven or eight and eight, which and it was kind of a, it was a really nice camp. Because you don't see that very often at higher chest levels. Yeah. Where it's like actually equal. But like we, we, we just kind of like invited a few older, like we just like up the age range for the girls, I guess, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because you know, and you know, there are numbers-wise, there's more boys playing. Yeah, there's still a lot, of, a lot of girls out there who are really strong. And I feel like I want to do more camps like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure from a learning experience is good. I mean, I, I would love if tomorrow we could wake up and top ten of the world would have male and female players all 2750 and we could all stop killing each other on social media but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take time i hate to say that i it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of time it's gonna take a lot of time and we have to stop saying things like she plays like a man <laughs> do we still say that that's what smirin said
Oh, but he's okay. I know. I'm just saying. In he got the, fired. He did get fired the next day, so that's a good sign, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you I, say these things, you're going. Yeah. And I don't know if it would have been like that ten years ago. That's a, yeah, that's that is true. Maybe you would have stuck around until the end of the broadcast. It was it was so weird when I saw all that. I just kind of was like, why why there? Like why did he like did he know what tournament he was commentating on? Mm-hmm. I mean. Anyway, for anyone confused, um, comments on the round nine, I think, broadcast of the FIDE Women's Grand Prix to determine ultimately who will be a contender for the World Championship match uh, on the women's side. And people, it, you know, a- anytime I post a clip to my clips channel on YouTube, just talking about mm-hmm. women in chess, it has like four to five times the amount of comments of any other clips. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the dislike rate is always like two to three percent lower. Like the, it gets a bit like, you know, a hundred more dislikes than it. I just feel like it's a subject that really brings just the absolute worst out in, in humans. And I don't know. It, the, I think the loudest folks with the most vicious opinions are the ones that express what they feel the most. Everybody else kind of like, I agree. And mm-hmm. they just move on. That's how it is for most subjects, is it not? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Um, that would, uh, it's a, it's, 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 it's a tough subject. I, how did we even get to this particular thing? I think we were talking about. Someone brought up Smear and then I was like, oh yeah. yeah There's yeah. so much happening in chess. Like, I know. I almost forgot about that thing. I know. But honestly, it's like, it should just be. It was handled decently. I mean, he probably shouldn't have got the job to begin with. You probably should, uh, you should probably know that about him. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people out there who are good commentators, right? Somehow he yeah. got that position. Yeah. Mystery how. But at least they immediately rectified it. You know, and Fide, like, they have some weird history with, uh, you know, their behavior towards women. But in this case, I think they did okay. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was handled quite well. I almost feel like when you have situations that are handled this well, people are still mad. <laughs> you know, so you know when someone agrees with you in an argument, you're like, "What? No, I like wanted to argue more. Like I wanted." <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seemed it's it seemed like it was. That's one of the reasons I haven't really posted anything about it. I, I get that a lot. Like I always get, "Oh, you haven't posted about this issue. You don't respect it. You don't." Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird it's a weird spot. I don't necessarily want to be the guy that's like, "Oh." This- Guys, sexist stuff, and ah, we gotta. It's like no, I don't think that deserves the line, the the spotlight necessarily. It's not, it's not such a good thing. It's not gonna make many people happy. I don't know. It's 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 weird. Yeah, but it's it's. it's I guess it's important to recognize that it's still it's still out there. People mm-hmm. still think that way. I mean, if he thinks it and says it on air, think about how many people are sitting at home thinking similar things, yeah. uh, and most of them are like much much weaker than the women in question like much yeah much like they could give night odds to them usually maybe queen odds queen odds yeah it's true it's true a lot of it's bad when it's guys at the top it's also hilarious it's not bad it's not necessarily bad it's bad but it's hilarious when it's you know why 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 are why are they playing a separate event like you're eight you're 800 Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to gatekeep any 800s, but if you're 800s and sexist, you, you know, you're 800. Shut up. I mean, I don't think it's 
sexist to think that to to question why there's a separate event like yeah I yeah I, know, I understand I why people might ask that you yes know? yes 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 I know I'm uh not them specifically but sure, sure. You, you get you, but you get a whole lot worse some people turn it they turn it into a sexist thing with ignoring any like logical reasons for I why mean, they exist you know you you play chess on stream against someone who's very clearly a woman the chat just goes completely like just, i mean it's it's absurd like you cannot yeah. lose to a female player on a twitch stream your chat will just consume itself you and the, i mean it's uh yeah it's not that's not good yeah, it's uh, and and then there's an extension of all that. Like, uh, it's a... when that happens, do you like talk to them about? Of course, it? yeah, like... but it's it's the the, the weird thing about hopeless. the internet. There's just nothing to do with these it's, people. The problem with the internet is it's people saying shit they don't even believe. That's the problem. Okay. Is that the reality is, if you have some crazy ass views, you probably aren't sharing them. You know, some of them are, but most of it is people just instigating. That's the mm -hmm. that's that's really the problem. Is that anytime my chat gets even remotely political, you got people who have written twelve months of normal comments, writing God knows what, you know, and mm -hmm. and it's like just behaving crazy just to anger other people because that's what yeah anonymity does. We've all been there. I've played Call of Duty. You know, you're on the you're on the voice chat with some lunatic from across the world. Your your friend is playing. You have their headset on. Of course, you're gonna say God knows what. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to you, right? So it's the same on Twitch. The problem is mm -hmm. that now people say heinous shit to each other all the time. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, my, my younger brother, you know any teenagers? My younger brother is like uh, 15. I'm oh. worried about him, you know? Like, I, uh, I don't know if you have uh, cousins. I don't, think, I don't think there's a younger Shahadi sibling who is secretly like 15 or 16 years old, but I don't know if you have any relatives that like you have to be a good role model for greg but it's crazy out there I mean, you gotta be a good role model for everyone that's true that's true that's you know i mean i'm sure like some of the things you've said have affected people you just don't know it but like probably you've opened people's minds to different ways of seeing things out there. i would hope so you should be very proud or i taught them how to play the london that too you should feel terrible about that oh uh, what's your vendetta scandinavian scandinavian yeah but you but you played it against me i think well listen <laughs> what about you, do you like the portuguese gambit nah. no no i just play like the boring way I, I played it against you because i there's a very specific line that you played that i determined you know like you just kind of played the same thing every time and i came up with some ideas against it and I think one game I got a overwhelming position just following my prep. That makes sense. Yeah, but the, the Scandi hate, you know, it came from my um, war with John Bartholomew for the most part. Is that another potential chess boxing match or is it just the one with Lawrence Trent? I feel like John's, John's kind of like retired, right? He's, he's gone. I don't know. You can message him. I mean, I think he won, he won the, the match with me. He won that tournament and then he was like, you know, it's time to hang it up because he knows if he ever came back, it would not be the same. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he went out on a high note. Yeah, I think that was his plan. It makes sense. It makes sense. John is uh yeah you you John you guys are like the the old guard of of respected IMs. You got some old yeah I mean you got I'm saying you got some you got some young uh, weak twenty three fifty rated IMs all over. You guys are like high twenty four hundred. You know respected in the GMs. Well. Sphere. 
I'm going to be honest. Like, I haven't played in a bit. I, I feel like if I did just like start entering tournaments, my rating it might go down. These no, kids, no, they're no, killers. No. no, go to Europe. Go to Europe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Europe is like a joke for chess. Oh. Just one game a day, sit on the beach, prep some mm -hmm. Grunfeld. Dude, I, I feel like Europe theory is like three years behind the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. Like they're But I feel like you're always playing at the New York, like the Marshall. That's why I'm getting my ass kicked Charlotte. all the time against all these yeah. kids. It's horrible. I've played like uh lost so many rating points to eleven and twelve twelve year olds over the last year and a half. Yeah, and they come in with like twenty one hundred ratings and they're like 21, 23, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I then lost their to... US ratings, like 2,400. Yep. I mean, I lost to Tani, right? Like, I was slightly better the whole game. He just defended really well, played super fast, found an immediate winning tactic in two seconds. It's just, you can't beat these kids. Like, there's just no... <laughs> I mean, you can beat them. It's just hard to gain rating points against them. Because yeah, you yeah. have to beat them every game. Yeah, you also you have beat to... them, like, so many times. Yeah. Oh, Tani's strong, though. Yeah, he is. He's very he's, good. He's very talented when he was, like, 10, and now he's probably 12. Did he get a GM norm? No, no, IM I think norms? no, no. I think I think he has uh, two IM norms. Okay, that's good. And he can only get his third one in a Swiss. I'm sure he'll manage. Yeah, but Fide implemented this thing where you can't, uh, you can no longer. Which, by the way, I feel like was only implemented because Jan complained. Remember? So it's like Fide only does things when one GM complains. Was that with um, Mishra Abimanyu getting his? Yeah, it was okay. like Jan kind of was like, oh, he beating luminaries or whatever it was called, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they put this they put this thing where you you have to play a Swiss, which is uh, it makes sense though. It, yeah, it sense. does, it does, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't have any GM norms. That's very hard, uh, but I've been close a couple times. I mean, yeah, GM norms are, are are super difficult, and I I truly in my heart of hearts believe if. I did nothing else except eight hours of chess every day. I could do it, but then I would 100%, hate. 100%, for I hate, sure. I hate, I don't know. I hate that. Like, you need to get completely obsessed and actually love, right, training. Like, what you're doing right now mm -hmm. with trivia, with chess, it's oh, the same so thing. Fun. Yeah, that's the thing. And I don't love training chess as much. Uh, and also, it's like, it's hard, man. Even if I did train, like, all the time, there is just, at this point, there's probably a cap to how, how strong I can be. Maybe. Maybe I could be world champion, you think? I mean, beads or no beads? Maybe you and me. If we, We're going to spend the next 10 years studying and we'll play in the championship. Oh, Magnus will get old. Who's going to be world mm -hmm. champion in 10 years? We can end the podcast on that prediction. Who's going to be world well, champion? I mean, Magnus isn't even world champion now. <laughs> so. Well, this is the thing. Is he or is he I not? I guess technically he is until the yeah. match happens, right? It happens or the first move is made? I guess till it's over. It's over, right? Yeah. I mean, it can't be nobody's the world champion. Why not? Chaos. You think Magnus would win the next candidates? He'd be a favorite for sure. Be interesting, right? I mean, he. But the, the thing about those tournaments is just it's just one one round robin, so like you could easily lose. Yeah, exactly. Even and if you're the best. The level is lower, right? That's always the thing about those. Uh, that's always the thing about the candidates. It feels like the level is, is lower. It's much more high strung. The nerves are super high. I mean, Kramnik said that these guys played like 2300s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's really true. I mean, maybe this year it was like a little funky. But yeah, people like to say that because they're like more eyes are on it, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, Greg, this was, uh, this was a lot of fun. 
super fun. And uh, thank you for surviving a computer crash with me. That was terrifying. It's never happened before in the history of this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, we, have, we have one mutual close friend. So I, I just, I, f I felt actually kind of bad because I haven't reached out to you sooner to record something. So I, I hope you can forgive me. Oh, I, I think it's okay. You think it's okay I, I or it is okay? It's okay. It's very, okay, okay, you think it's okay. okay. I appreciate being asked to be on the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted, I wanted to chat. I feel like you are tremendously respected by uh, those of you that, that those of the fans that get to know you after the chess boom, and obviously as an OG of mm -hmm. the of the of the chess space and and everything within it. So, thanks for all you do, and uh, all the best with you know, couch surfing and traveling and trivia and not coming back to the world of chess hopefully CrossFit, um, don't forget crossfit uh, did i say i thought i said crossfit no uh, crossfit that one's important too yes i know and beating, and beating lawrence yes beating lawrence why why do crossfitters get such a bad reputation because they they're actually, annoying yeah they have a very bad reputation for just being like uh, annoying i think it's like vegans uh, same thing like, reputation uh I don't know. It's 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 a it's a shame though because like CrossFit's probably nothing like what you think it is. Like you in your head in your head you're like I couldn't do CrossFit. First of all, you hundred percent could. You just walk in and if you're at a good gym, there'll be a coach who will just give you something to do that makes sense for where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, CrossFit is very like scalable. If you know what that means, like they're not going to ask you to do something you can't physically do. You build up to that. Sometimes it takes a year or two, but eventually your, your body changes, your whole life changes and, and you have fun and meet people in the process. Um, I don't know why it has that. Rep. I don't think it's because you, I don't think you're being a jerk to people because you do CrossFit <laughs> and they don't. So, you know, but I, I, I do feel bad because a lot of people think, like it's not for them without even knowing what it is or ever right. tried it because they kind of see some stuff on the internet mm. or something, you know, it's not like, like when I go to a CrossFit gym, like, okay, I'm in, uh, I'm like in pretty decent shape, but like the majority of the class is just people who just like want to work out. They're not like these diehard, like athletic psychos who are like lifting 500 pounds, like most the large majority of a class is not like that. It's just like regular people just who enjoy that as a type of fitness. Well, you may have inspired me to, to go try. You know, I've tried boxing. Maybe I'll try CrossFit next. Yeah, you should. Uh, I think what, yeah, what I like the most is I think one-on-one. -on -one. not a huge fan of groups, but we'll see. I'll the other you... cool thing about CrossFit too, by the way, that is very rare in the fitness community is it's as close to 50 50 like male female participation as you could get it's probably like 60 40 but it's like quite balanced and the people at the top like the people at crossfit headquarters take um the competition for both genders very very seriously mm. uh prize money is even the coverage is even everything is pretty equal oh. um, which is which is pretty cool and and kind of rare in other fitness activities so for single listeners to the podcast, it seems like it's a good way to go meet people and also and taken ones, but just for the listeners who may. Sure, sure. It should not be their goal to go to those gyms with those intentions, but no, then, no. yeah, then well, sounds like a, sounds like a fun time. 
Um, and maybe we'll do a couples class with Lucy. Uh, I really, I, so the only CrossFit exercise I've ever done in my life is burpees. Yeah, you're, you're a big fan? <laughs> big fan. I did it like eight years ago, but someone was showing me in a hotel gym and it's a crazy, it's it's crazy do workout. Do you like working out? Yeah. You yeah. had some injury. I know you said we were done, but we're still talking. I know, um, I know. I know it happened. But you had some injuries, right? With deadlifts or no, not deadlifts. I had a I herniated my disc when I was like yeah. sixteen. Yeah, I have a really bad lower back disc. And it's been recurring? Because I remember you, you tweeted some things about it. Um, I was mid squat in like twenty nineteen and I really fucked up my back. And I could I, I like had to be horizontal for weeks, which is really depressing oh. when you're twenty three. So it happened even more recently. I remember you made a tweet. Uh, Maybe you were scared, and then it didn't. It wasn't as bad as it seems. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, last year in like July, I re-injured my back moving side yeah. to side. I was playing against Alex actually in basketball, and I moved side uh, to side in basketball, and I just felt it slip out. And sucks. I um, but since then I've like strengthened it a lot. I've done a lot of different exercises for the lower back. And um, what kind of what kind of stuff do you do with your training? Uh, I, I work out alone, but I, I, oh, I thought yeah. for some reason I thought you said you're like a one-on-one. I do, I do one-on-one, -on -one, but for, yeah, but for boxing, I, no, no, I mean, I just go to the gym and I, I just do things that improve my lower back. So the exercise okay. where you kind of like lift up your, you know, I mean, just normal cool. things. Um, yeah, I like the feeling of getting stronger and awkwardly staring at yourself in the mirror and tracking the growth of your muscles and asking, mm -hmm. you know, asking your wife if your muscles got bigger and she's like, shut mm -hmm. up. You've asked me 30 times already. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I like it. I like, I like boxing, for example. I, I'm also, I think I can be an obsessive learner with things that I take a liking to. So I don't know if CrossFit would end up do, being that or climbing or I don't know, something. Climbing but, is great too, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of mini climbing studio like studios in New York that I've always wanted to go to. I feel like it's just like, oh, you know it exists and you want to go and then suddenly a year goes by and you haven't gone. And you're like, I should go and then six more months go by. <laughs> it's just about doing it once. And then once mm -hmm. you do it once, you you put some pressure. I, did, I did not think I was going to get into CrossFit. It was like, I just, I just knew I wasn't working out. I knew I had to try something. I tried a bunch of things first. And it didn't work at all. I just like couldn't motivate myself to go. And CrossFit was the one thing that actually worked for me. But I mean, it's different for other people. Sometimes it's rock climbing. Sometimes it's yoga, orange theory, boxing, yeah. MMA. Oh, that's so bad. I mean, boxing, MMA, all this. I, I'm saying it's so good, but it kills mm -hmm. you like cardio wise, which I'm, I'm sure I'm sure CrossFit does too. I feel like if, if people made it an hour, a half, an hour and a half into this whole thing, like they're going to be inspired after this to go and <laughs> get a workout in or, or, uh, I love, I love talking about fitness and working out. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to get more people into boxing. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know anything about boxing. I will, uh, but I would still knock out Lawrence. I just have to train. I train like a few weeks, maybe. Two weeks. Two weeks. You I know, it's, it's funny. I saw training footage of him, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, he's he's actually kind of sharp." And I brought it up with my gym guys because mm -hmm. they they knew I was. I showed up the very first day, told them about chess boxing and how long it would take me to run. You know, get to a normal level. And the guy said, yeah, I watched this training video. Like, you're much better than him. I was like, really? Like, I don't think I'm much better than him. Like, I was looking at, I wasn't like, oh, I could yeah, kick his ass. I mean, I mean, he seems like decent. 
Right, but he was like, oh, you're like much better. I'm like, are you just hyping me up, bro? Like, for real? Because he looks like he knows what he's doing. I feel like when I'm doing it, I don't even know what I'm doing. But it's like you show up one day and all of a sudden you're better. It's like chess too. I don't know if it's the same as, but sometimes in chess you sit down, suddenly it, it's clicking and mm-hmm. you, you don't know. You don't know why. Uh, God telling you that, you know, you should stick with it. It's it's been a while. I might upload another clip to to, to Twitter to get psychoanalyzed by uh, Twitter movement uh, specialists and and, oh, and, yeah. and, and boxing. They, they shoes. love they love to do that. Yeah, because I don't have boxing shoes. I have slippers. I'm wearing my Adidas slippers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So they were like, what are you boxing in, bro? You got to get these boxing shoes, bro. I was like, <laughs> like bro, I don't, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that behavior when people kind of give unprompted tips and stuff like that. I find it very annoying. I'm kind of an asshole and guess the ELO and stuff. So, you know, people, yeah. people kind of use that against me, right? Like, I'm, I'm sarcastic. So they're like, oh, he's not good at something? Oh, yeah. Now's my time to shine, you know? Um, but I, I take it as it goes. I've never, I've never mm-hmm. read something that someone wrote to me online and been, like, super upset by it. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's what it is. But I feel like if you don't ask for it, like, because you could have easily say, hey, if anyone sees something that they would have, if anyone has any advice, you know, leave a comment. But you don't do that. You're just showing that you're self-boxing. You know? It's like suddenly I'll, you got all these all these people just. I'll do it today. Woodwork. How about yeah, that? that? Then it that makes everyone better. Then if you do that, then I think everyone's totally justified to just kind of give all like kinds of un unprompted advice. I'll do it. I'll be like, all right, Twitter box go. Twitter boxing coaches hit me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, that's what I'll do. Uh, Greg, I have nothing in that's- the queue, so. I will post this episode right after I get a nice thumbnail. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate the time today, man. Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure.